I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello loves and welcome back to another episode of the Phone Box Podcast with me Emma Conway and this episode is a cracking one. Firstly thanks so much for all your support on the previous episodes. If you've not listened to them go back and listen they are great some real fun nostalgic chats. This week is great because we are delving deep into the mind of a teenage boy not literally because this man is no longer a teenager he is now 47. It is Matt aka Mum vs Baby on social media. He's also a Sunday Times bestseller and I was very excited for this podcast because as I have mentioned probably 50,000 times I went to an all-girls school. I didn't understand what was going on in boys' minds. I didn't know what was going on. What are they thinking? When they flick their floppy hair like that, what's going on? What music do they like? What's going on behind closed doors? I had no clue. No clue. So I really appreciate Matt for coming on and giving me a brief insight. I do need to make a small apology. I sing Stefan Dennis's Don't Make You Feel Good about six times in this podcast. If you don't hear it six times, it's because I've edited it out. So Matt, if you're listening, I do apologise. I don't know what was wrong with me. I know afterwards I actually went back and I think I might have just messaged you two words and those two words were Stefan Dennis so much apologies okay let's listen to Matt and what he's got to say and I'll come back for a chitty chat at the end hello Matt and welcome to uh the phone box podcast right what year were you 14 and what phone box would you be phoning from where in the country um I would have been 14 1988 and and I would have been (laughs) phoning from somewhere in Sheffield um yeah, yeah, somewhere in Sheffield. Well, you look confused. I can't remember where I was living in 1980. Oh, God, we're so old. We're the old ones. God, yeah. I mean, I, I was saw a thing yesterday that said that um, that Adele was born in 1988. Or 18, it might have been 89. So basically, I, would, I turned 14 the year that she was born. And Rihanna, actually. So oh, Rihanna's older than I thought she was, actually. Well, I saw a meme today that's like, um, in eight years, the 1980s was 50 years ago. Oh, my God. 
years ago. And people are going, no, it wasn't. I was like, well, yeah, it is. Just like do the maths. It's simple. The maths, it, it is. Yeah. Right. I'm 50 not years ago. That. And so do you remember? So in 1988, 50 years ago would have been when? Like 1938. Oh, and that would have been like, we would have been like, we'd have been learning about that in history. <gasps> oh, my God. So, but, so when people look back now, and the kids look back now, they're looking back in the same way that we look back on like ration books and stuff like that. Yeah, and like women putting tea bags on their legs instead of tights. <laughs> Did you not learn about that? <laughs> what? What in what? In history. In history. Putting tea bags on their legs instead of tights. No, the juice from a tea bag, not <laughs> not like multi-layered <laughs> tea bags. Sell, Sellotaping tea bags to the legs. No, they used to use the juice from the tea, didn't they? To put oh god, maybe I made that up. I don't know. To, like, to make it look like they got tan tights on, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's put tights on. Oh, I see. No, they, were... they had no tights because it was the war and they were rations. Oh, right, okay. So then yeah. right. so they had bigger things to think about. So they were you can use a tea bag. There's a war on, put some there's tea bags. Well, they still want their legs to look nice. Um, what were you like when you were 14? Uh, what was it like when I was um I was it's funny, 14 is a weird age, isn't it, really? Because if there's an age at which you are trying to work out who you are, 14's probably it. And that was me. I was total, I was a contradiction. In all kinds of ways. I was a proper nerd. Oh. But not bright enough to be one of the bright nerds. See what I mean? You know how you have like factions at school and they got kind of the bright ones and the sporty ones and all that sort of stuff. So I was wasn't sporty. I still had very little coordination. I wasn't uh, bright enough to be what you call the boffs. You call them boffs boffins. Oh, the podcast with her mum's and mum. She said the word boffin, and I was like, I have mm. not heard that word since the nineties. Yeah. So the bo- yeah, boffins. So she was a boffin. Ah, right, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, and it was a bit of a tear away as well. I found a um, school report of mine recently when we were clearing out a locker, and um, it would it would have been from when I was about fourteen, fifteen, and uh, it was completely empty. Every page of the report was empty apart from my form teacher and it just said Matthew who and a question mark after it because I used to wag it so much. I used to, used to skive. All the time. My mum my once, <laughs> once phoned up because we used to call it wagging and, and my mum sort of got the wrong end of the stick mm-hmm. and she found out and she phoned up, I remember she phoned up the school secretary and says I'm phoning because I've just found out that my son has been wanking it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was a bugger for skipping school like all the time, and um, yeah, I was a bit of a I wasn't so much of tear. Well, I was a bit of a tear away, but it was it was a very small window where I was kind of trying to work out what I was doing. I got arrested when I was fourteen. What for? At school as well, carted out. The dra- That is the drama. Yeah, the walk of shame through the gates and everything. It's like Happy Valley or something. What did you? What were you doing? People, two things people remember from that year is, is is me and my mate getting marched out the school gates and uh, and uh, and a dog coming the other way because a dog running around the playground is always oh it's the best the dog running, even when I was a teacher there's a dog on the playground yeah that's the best. <laughs> I remember a dog ran onto our playground and one, and one of the teachers a, a woman called Mrs Stainrod went chasing after it in the mud and uh, oh. she slipped over in the mud and she was so mad at the dog that she took off her coat and threw it at the dog. <laughs> With all like the kid, every kid watching, and the dog went up to it, sniffed it, and pissed on a coat. Brilliant. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, but no, I got to. I, I tell you what, I rested for it was. Um, it's it's very very weird, but my mate discovered that if you bought this type of electrician's tape from uh, whatever B and Q or some hardware store, probably Wilco or Wix or something, if you stuck one side of a ten pence piece with this electrician's tape, vending machines thought the ten p was fifty p. Okay. So we basically went all around town just with this electricity tape, put them on Tempe, put it in. Then you'd get a can of Coke or whatever. Yeah. And then you'd pocket the, the change. Oh. And then we'd go into school and then sell the cans of Coke. So we, uh, but then we got really lazy. We were earning an awful lot of money. And we got really lazy. And what we figured we'd do is we'd sell the tape in little sections. Yeah, and you all do it now. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is, is that, the, the college across the road from our school, they um, every single kid who bought this tape went to the same vending machine. <laughs> so, so they emptied this vending machine at the end of the week, and it was just full of these dodgy ten pence pieces. And how did it? How did it get back to you? Well, they walked. They walked straight over to to school, straight into the headmaster's office, and said, "Who's been? <laughs> where's this tape coming from?" And every single kid just said, "Oh, it's Coiny and his mate, basically." Would you get? Um, did you get off with a warning? Yeah, I think I think it was mainly to to scare us straight. I think. So did it? There. Not really. <laughs> you Not felt like heroes. You're like, yeah. <laughs> we didn't walk back in thinking, yeah, to sort of a hero's welcome. And of course, everything had been embellished at that point. So by the time we got back, we were basically Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> you were Tommy Lee Royce. <laughs> Exactly right. Yeah. Well, and where were you in the hierarchy of school? Were you like in the cool bit, or were you like not in the cool bit? What kind of? Where did you settle? Yeah, I wasn't. I think this the sport at that age is the sporty kids who are the cool cool kids. But maybe for boys, because obviously I went to an all girls school. Um, I don't know anything about teenage boys, so sporty girls wouldn't necessarily be the cool kids. Yeah, they would have been at my. at my school at that age, any kids who were good at football or anything like that, they were they were properly the cool kids. And um, then you had, you know, the, as you worked your way down, um, I would say that the smart kids all kept to themselves as well. And um, I was kind of like in a in a group of just total misfits. Really, we were all just really weird and um, not cool weird either. Just did you think weird. you were cool though? No, it sounds like um, you sound like you're from a um, oh, what's his name? Not is it John? Who, who does the films? Hughes, like Pretty in Pink, like The Breakfast Club. It sounds like you're from oh, John, uh, yeah, John Hughes, film. yeah, yeah, sounds yeah like you're from that, John Hughes that's, film. That's probably probably as 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 close as you get. We are, we were basically the Breakfast Club, we were kind of a bunch of weirdos, but we used to um, I do Ouija boards at lunchtime and stuff, stuff like that, <laughs> and uh. You know, we were constantly trying to find somewhere to get inside and, and you know, and hide and hang out inside and stuff. So it sounds like uh, quite fun, to be honest. Oh, we had a great time. Don't get me wrong. We we had a we had a real good laugh, but we didn't really didn't really fit in anywhere, and we were desperately trying to find somewhere to fit in. I think at that age. So I sort of like uh, had, um, in terms of like my style, <laughs> you can call it style. I was. I think between 14, 15, 16, within a sort of three-year span, I probably went from being like um, like a townie, you know, someone who wears... Uh, What's a townie? Smart... Do, would you call it... A, is that a chav? Is a townie a chav? No, not really. It was like kind of... Um, 
somebody who uh, was quite smart, quite preppy. Oh, okay. So you'd have your your, your waistcoat and your blazer. Waistcoats were big. No, waistcoats mm. weren't. But on old men. <laughs> Not on... Yeah, waistcoats. 1989, they were... Oh, maybe. Big. I think, I think I'm... Rick Astley, he probably wore one with a white shirt and some jeans. Yeah, I mean, we were all wandering around looking like fucking snooker players. <laughs> <laughs> thinking we looked pretty cool. But, but it was like blazers and chinos and... Okay. And a waistcoat and paisley shirts were quite, quite big at the time. But then that was probably... I kind of grew into, like, being into sort of, like, um, you know, hip-hop and, and rap music and stuff like that. So I had, like, a... Like a, a year of wearing um, <laughs> like hammer trousers and stuff. Like yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Real the real baggy. What well, like what was your bedroom like then? If you're into that kind of music, did you have those posters up. Or did you have posters have... girls or what? No, I didn't have any posters up on on my wall. I was kind of um, if you walked across the the landing to my sister's room, it was all like Stefan Dennis and Brother Beyond and. Yeah, that's so neat. Gonna make it, gonna make you feel good. <laughs> make... uh, side note, my sister's going by herself to um, watch Neighbours live. Uh, and, she, and, and hang on, she's paid extra to meet the cast. Uh, <laughs> so it's Carl, all of them, and she's hoping Stefan Dennis makes an appearance. I'm gonna make you feel good. <laughs> what was his character called? Paul? Is it Paul Kennedy? Paul, no, Paul. Oh, what's his name? His, his character's Kennedy. No, no, that's the, I'm thinking of Carl Kennedy or whatever. No, Carl Paul. Oh, that, oh, well, it'll come. What, his character name? Yeah. He's a Lassiter, weren't he? Paul Lassiter. That doesn't Paul... sound right. Paul Lassiter, maybe. It's was called Lassiter. So yeah, it was. I, oh, oh, you're talking all that's going from head. He's going to make you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that's what he does when anybody meets him. I think he just died. I'd be disappointed if he didn't. Died. Claire, yeah. I don't know. Claire has already said, she's already said this to me. She's going to refer to them only by their character names. <laughs> oh, they'll love that. Yeah. She, I said, I was like, oh, she's like, I don't care. This is my one chance. He had, a, he just... had, he had a, like a hit single or whatever. He's more than just a one dimensional. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did you have, I feel like you might, did it's you have like only... a red sports car in a frame? <laughs> or do you remember the tennis player with a skirt up? Showing her ass, yeah. The Athena posters. <laughs> I, did, I didn't have that. Oh. I didn't, I didn't have any posters up on me. I had. Um, I thought it was quite artistic at the time. So I was kind of like, um, I used to like draw paint pictures on my own wall and draw pictures and stuff on my own wall. And um, one time when I was wagging it from school, I cut a, uh, you remember the, the dance floor on the word? Which was basically a black and white yeah, yeah, spiral. Yeah, yeah. I basically cut a huge circular hole in my carpet. <gasps> that spiral, black and white. Did your mum go mad? My mum would shit. My oh my my dad would have. Well, I wouldn't have been alive. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Well, I did. Um, I'd, at the same the same day, I put. Um, I ran a an extension, a phone extension from the main extension, the main phone, to my bedroom side so of my own phone in my room but uh but didn't tell anybody and uh the first thing they knew about it is i literally just hammered it to the floor at the landing across the stairs first thing they knew about it is my mum came in going absolutely apeshit about the about the call the carpet turned around and tripped over the new phone extension and funny <laughs> things she absolutely lost her shit and but you were like <laughs> what <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't. I thought he looked cool. Thought... <laughs> you just like who was the man from the word? What was his name? Well, Terry Christian. Terry Christian. Oh, the word. And Mark. 
Mark Lamar. Mark Lamar, yeah. It was so yeah. good, wasn't it? That and um, the, what was the one with the Jean-Paul Gaultier afterwards? Oh, God. Yeah, um, oh, Repertage thing, I can't remember what it's called. No. It, that'll come to that. Was, that was a great program. Both of those are absolute yeah. classics. And you'd see some like big, busty woman like on a bike in Amsterdam. Let's go over to Amsterdam. She's like, blah, blah, blah. just a topless woman on a trampoline doing weather or something. You don't <laughs> get that kind of TV. You don't, you, I admit, we miss that classic television. Okay, so first crush, famous crush. Um, famous crush yeah Um, probably uh, Carol Decker from Tapau you don't need to say I know she's from Tapau with the big hair that's the one yeah I used to carry a picture of Carol Decker in my wallet oh did you was it from Smash It's or something I think it probably was yeah yeah, I'm not taking a photograph myself Tracked her down and hung around in in uh, to Power's back garden. Because the only way in them days to get a picture of a celebrity would be to buy a magazine. Yeah, yeah, and used to yeah, you could you get this like a cheap laminate, which is basically silicone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sort of like wrapped side tape around it and kept it in uh, kept it in my wallet. And it's weird because I did that kind of uh, secretly, um, and I was kind of like a to power a closet to power fan. I used to play China in your hand like repeatedly in my bedroom on my own, and. Uh, like kept it kept it completely to myself. That was a big uh, to power fan. And then um, it was a kid at my school called uh, called Lee Peckett who, who let slip that he'd uh, he just bought Bridge of Spies, which was their uh, album at the time with China in your hand on it. So, so I didn't know I didn't know you were a to power fan. He says he says you're gonna laugh at this, but I keep a picture of Carol Decker in my wallet. No. <laughs> <laughs> compared pictures of Carol Decker. So if so, you saw Carol Decker now, would you still be like? <gasps> I don't know. I'd have to have a look. Because I um, was on holiday with Stephen. It was like our honeymoon. We were in Vegas. And there was like, sometimes in Vegas, they do like movie premieres and stuff. And you just like stumble upon it. And like yeah. there's Will Ferrell there, like all really, really exciting. And then um, it was like a voice. It was like God's voice. And now coming down the carpet is Matt Goss. I nearly, I, ne- I nearly melt. I was started like, ah! I was like hysterical. Just got married. Husband's with me. My gosh, man of my dreams. You, were you like a proper brosser? I was. Oh, I was the biggest. And he walked past. Rose caps on. And the woman next, the man next to me said, "Matt, like you know what America, Americans are like great, aren't they?" She, mm. she loves you. And he came over. We had a photo. He had more makeup on than me. He was like, Bleh. and he smelt like heaven. And I just said, nine-year-old Emma." would be so happy now <laughs> and he just went oh <laughs> and Stephen's in the back of the pitch like that <laughs> um I was a proper brossette my mom did not let me have the bottle tops but we have we had jumpers from the markets that had their faces on in like cartoon cartoon versions it was a bit like like with Craig the two brothers or the or the other fella as well yeah Matt Luke Craig I've met I think I've met Craig somewhere as well, but I wasn't so but Matt Goss. Oh, so maybe if you saw Carol Decker, if you do a festival, Carol Decker's there. Oh, yeah. How excited would that be? Yeah, she'd be delighted for me to go to her and say my 15-year-old self would <laughs> Yeah, been, it's a bit Yeah, nine-year-old and 15-year-old. My 15-year-old have a picture picture in my wallet. She'd be like, security. <laughs> Can we escort? Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we've heard about your waistcoat. What other fashion faux pas did you have? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually calling the waistcoat. Okay, sorry that that will go under fashion genius. What nice. what was something that you put on and you thought I look phenomenal? With hindsight, you looked terrible. I tell you what, I did do. I I was once walking around CNA. Oh, lovely! And I saw this kind of like long trench coat. It was it was kind of uh, it's like a beige trench trench coat. And I thought that looks creepy. Cool as <laughs> no, I thought like a murderer. That looks, proper, that looks proper cool. I thought so. Basically, I, I begged my mum for like days and days and days to buy me this coat. It's probably the most expensive piece of clothing I ever bought at that point in my life. I just thought I started got to have this coat, and uh, and I went into school um, wearing it, and. People fucking loved it. They thought it was amazing. And uh, but to start with, it was like my group of mates, and they all got yeah. trench coats. Not as good trench coats. No. Theirs looked like proper. Do you like Inspector Gadget? It didn't have the belt on it. Oh, okay. It was kind of like, was like, kind of like a straight. Now, you'd probably find it in, a, in quite a nice uh, mm. you know, like Zara for men or something. Yeah. You'd find it kind of like, a, like knee lengths. But uh, without a belt on, it was like straight, quite nicely fitted and stuff like that. But then um, people started started copying the the look at my school, and pretty much every lad in my year had a trench coat. Trendsetter, Matt. It's the only time it's ever happened in my life, ever. And I was absolutely, uh, I was made up. And uh, then it kind of that fell from fashion. But I, we didn't have a lot of money, no. so. When everybody sort of shifted on from trench coats and moved back to ski jackets or whatever they were wearing at the time, I was saddled still with the trench coat and, and a man and a man suddenly out of time. And it's only at that point that I realised I did I did look like a sex offender. <laughs> I look like a yeah, like a flasher, like a dirty like old a flasher, <laughs> yeah, with the jacket. Doop. Exactly. Yeah. That's a shame. I know, so there's so there's a window of two weeks where I was the tits. I was absolutely amazing. Is that the only two weeks in your life you felt like that? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> and and the fact the fact that everybody was able to move on, I was still I was still stuck in it. You know, like you know, like you still see people. Uh, there's another at the minute of a fellow who's still got curtain curtains for his hair. You know what I mean? 30, 40 yeah, yeah, years yeah. After, after after it looked cool or whatever. Did you have and curtains? Curtains were cool though. 
I did have curtains. Yeah. yeah I had, uh, but I had I had a shocking. If you want, if you want a terrible fashion faux pas, I had a terrible haircut once. Me and my sister. Well, my sister got a really tight perm once. Uh, she wanted to look like Julia Roberts. I think it was kind of like, um, <laughs> you know, and it was really, really. She looked like uh, Leo Sayer. You know, oh, that you know that uh, Bob Ross. You know the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the That's what she looked like. Oh, she looked like a microphone. It was proper tight, a tight perm. And uh, at the same time, I was I was looking for a for a look beyond. Yeah. And I'd grown my hair a little bit longer, and uh, I don't know what the. I was thinking but I went into a barber's and basically said I want to have short hair but at the very front I want to keep my curtains just but just at the very front so they're like they're really long so I had a long sort of like parted fringe at the front and the rest of my hair so party at the front business at the back yeah yeah so the opposite opposite of a mullet (laughs) you had a a reverse mullet you had a rullet (laughs) I don't know what it is I've never seen anybody ever with his haircut ever but I was, I think I was just flush with the success of my trench coat. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I'm always, I'm trendsetting. Oh, you the back of his face, he was like, what are you talking about? But I, but I thought, this is going to look really, really cool. So I had it done. I came out of there feeling like a, feeling like a million dollars. And uh, I went to me, went to my granddad's afterwards. And uh, I, I remember as, a, as a, I walked through the door and he just said, what the fuck do you look like? I thought, well, you don't know anything. Yeah, like oh that. man, I look cool. He was already like 70 or whatever though. So I thought, you don't know anything. And then my brother came in and honestly, he laughed so hard. Oh just, no. Just at the sight of me that I thought he was gonna die. He just couldn't he couldn't breathe. Did you get I, it cut off? Or did you have to or did you have to stick with it? I fronted it out for uh, for quite a while. Uh, I kind of worked out that if I like put oil on it and stuff like that, I could stop it from looking quite so but I looked. I, it's really, really difficult to 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 imagine what it looks like because no one's ever had. It's, I can't head. picture it in my head because it doesn't or exist. It's like a unicorn, but it's a hairdo. <laughs> Actually, but then again, yeah. I know what a unicorn looks like. It's like God. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where. I, but that's where I really. You know, when I was experiment with this sort of stuff, there's there was other parts in my body that were that were lagging behind. If you see what I mean. So basically, I would have like. Um, I was thinking this this was quite indie to have this um, thing. So because in like 1990, 89, 90s when you know Happy Mondays. Yeah, came yeah, yeah. So I was, so I, my my attention was grabbed by that a little bit. But 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 I was still sort of wearing like Miami Vice jackets and stuff like. But, so you were you like, were you were stuck in two time time zones. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm still Caroline Carol Decker in my wallet. Yeah. I didn't have the faintest idea what I was doing really. It's a it's a great age for that. Fourteen it's, is like, uh, when I when I was a teacher. Year nine, which is fourteen, is the correct like that's the year that is crazy. And the boys' arms grow long, but then their face is smaller than the voice, and everything <laughs> just is all out of. Everything just looks a bit not quite right in a boy. It takes a bit of t- well, there's girls. It doesn't really happen, but boys, it, they come back after the summer. You're like, oh my gosh, what is going? Mm-hmm. on? But their noses get big. Like everything just goes like that. It must be quite awkward. Well, then, and and the spread of of uh, of the size and shape and attitude of boys at that age as well. So you've got like you got even at fourteen, fifteen, you had uh, you had lads in lads in our school, which were, were just raging hormones. Mm. In fact, we had a we had a, a, a lad at my school 
uh, called Dom Dol Dollop, he used to call him, which is a different story about how he shoot himself. But but Dominic, he, he used to sell pheromones. That he used to get off. He used to be able to buy pheromones off, off, online. They were probably complete bollocks. He was like probably salt water. Or something. Yeah. But the idea is that, is that it would make you more attractive to the opposite oh. side. You just sell those and you dab it behind your ear. Yeah. And, yeah. Hope for the best. Like. Yeah. 14, 14 is 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 a funny old. It is a funny. I had a perm like your sister that just was terrible and I went into school one day and somebody had drawn a woman on the, a girl's face on the ball with big hair and I was like Emma's hair is just shit <laughs> and I just walked into the classroom and I, was, and I thought I looked great I thought I thought this is it I'm gonna be part of a cool gang I walked in I was like oh <laughs> who would do that what monsters what monsters uh, I, mean, I mean have you have you got a uh... An older brother, older brother. No, I am the eldest, so I'm two years older than my sister. So, so, so you, if you had older brothers, you would have the yardstick. You would have been informed well before going into class what your hair looked like. Oh yes, because old, you know, older, older brothers do do that. I mean, I used to, because um, my because my sister's room was a, across from the landing from me, and she was constantly listening to. Uh, to like I said, don't make you feel good. Don't make you and Yaz and the plastic population, she was a big fan. Of. Yeah, but she used to listen to it. You'll not remember. This is probably before your time. I know. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Atlantic Two Five Two? No, what's that? Was it a radio it's, station or something? Yeah, it's a long wave radio station. Really bad quality. But they used to play um, play all the hits basically, and the alternative chart show and stuff. And she used to have that on. Uh, constantly, and the good thing about it was, is they didn't. It, is that the ad, you could tell where the adverts were going to be, and the DJs didn't used to crash. So you could, when you pressed play and record on your tape, you'd get the full song. You know, so she used to listen to Atlantic Two Five Two um, all the time. But they used to have a competition on, where they'd say um, they'd phone you. You could submit your phone number, and they'd phone you. And if you picked up within five rings or something, and said, "I listen to the best music on Atlantic Two Five Two." And he'd win like five hundred quid or something. And uh, every time that used to used to come on, uh, me and brother used to go downstairs and make the phone ring. Oh downstairs. no! And your sister would be like, <laughs> be, "I listen to the radio." Yeah, and you would be like, "Oh fuck off! It's you again." <laughs> but there used to be a button on on the bottom of the TV that test the ringer. <laughs> so you just press that, and she'd <gasps> honestly she nearly killed herself getting downstairs every single time because you only had five rings. <laughs> I'll listen to the best music of the night. <laughs> and you'd be like that. Oh, I miss. I used to listen to the radio all the time. Uh, BRMB was our station. Simon Davis was the DJ. Huge crush on him. I'd phone it up continuously. I'd be like, hello. Did you know what you look like? Yeah. Really, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go to the road shows. What are you talking about? I was there oh, front and centre. And I'd be like, hello, please could you play Babe by Take That? And they'd be like, uh, uh, nice to hear from ever again. Here's Babe from <laughs> all the time. A shout out on local radio. Oh, and also, he once came to our school for the Christmas concert, BRB, and then he was like, I'm going to play a special song for you girls tonight. And he played Snow Informer. What a crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody shot me down the lane. Come on, mom now. <laughs> And we were like, oh, is he great? <laughs> you don't get that now, do you? You really don't. <laughs> Thank Christ. 
Oh, I miss it. I miss it. Okay, what's your big... Was apart he the from... most famous guy to come to your school, then? Was he the most... Yeah, we didn't have any... You know, because some people were like, oh, I had Take That, or we had, and I had Simon Davis playing, they're like, give a mum down. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Oh, no, we once had Johnny Ball. Oh, that's, that's yeah, quite that, cool. Yeah, we once had Johnny Ball revealing all. Was that the show? Have I made... <laughs> on the On the ball? Johnny Ball not... reveals all. Wasn't that what the show was? That doesn't sound at all right. <laughs> I am so I'm gonna Google that, but I'm so, uh, certain it was Johnny Ball reveals all. And he did I really uh... wouldn't Google Johnny Ball reveals all. <laughs> and he did um an experiment with what's those round things that you put your feet in and like the electricity like oh, van... <laughs> Vandergraft generator. Oh yeah. So that was quite easy. Did you have any one famous come to your school? Not that I re- I don't think so. No, we had um, like um, local uh, local celebrities, panto celebrities. Oh, Bobby yeah. Nutt was quite. Bobby Nutt was quite. Bobby uh, Nutt. Uh, Martin Gain. No, not really. Oh, we had Nick Owen as well. Oh, from Anne and Nick. Oh, well, he lives in Birmingham, doesn't he? So he's just like he's always hanging around. Yeah, Nick, Nico and Johnny Ball and Simon Davis, the DJ. Um, so what was your, apart from being arrested, what was your biggest teenage success? Arrest, you, we've, you had you arrested, great coat. What was another thing you were like, I've smashed being a teenager? Yeah. Um, what else do you do, a teenager? I, um, oh, this is, this is, well, I once went to, my mum once went to a parents' evening, right? And I, as I said, said earlier, I'm, I thought I was quite an artistic person. You know, I was constantly like painting stuff on the on the walls, and um, we went to a uh, a uh, parents' evening, and my my art teacher, Mister Robinson, said uh, said he didn't want me to do art. You know, I mean, you take your options at whatever third year or whatever it was back then, and he says uh, it's it just doesn't have the ability to <gasps> to uh, crack on with this. Like, you know what I mean, and it's and I was I was absolutely gutted, oh, no. and yeah, um, my mum. I cried on the way home. My mum was in the car and she says, uh, and she's right, she says, we'll show him, right? And she booked me and she did pottery at a, at a college and she booked me to do GCSE art early. So I did art in in a year when I was uh, 14 and uh, got an A. And she went this back in to such the, a the parents' evening. She was like, there you go. Some <gasps> like that, Robinson, you dick. Do you know, oh, my, that... There's a story. There's a book in that. That is the love. That is like a bit like Billy Elliot, <laughs> but it's you, and it's doing art GCSE in here. That's a lovely story. Well, my mum, my mum was always like that. She's always, uh, she's always someone who like uh, would would proper fight your corner. Uh, that's what I'm a bit like with a mum. As a mum, I'm very like. He said what to you? I mm. got this guy. I'm coming up to school. I'm going to get him on the phone, which um, I'm sure annoys everybody. But you've got to like kind of stand up for your kids, haven't you? Yeah, of course you have. I mean, I think I think that's probably where I started started to settle down and work out that I need to sort my shit out a little bit because uh, I'd, I had a teacher as well who was like that, Miss Kennedy. Who was um, no, most of the teachers kind of written me off, and I do not blame them. I was an absolute disaster in terms of getting into, going into school and stuff like that. But, uh, but it was Mrs. Kennedy was one of those teachers who took me on to one side, and she'd overheard what another teacher had said um, to me, basically. And um, I remember she took me to one side. And she says, uh, "She says I used to go to school with with him, and he was never the sharpest tool in the box." 
so don't worry about it. And she was my English teacher then, and she uh, she proper put in hours, you know what I mean, to make sure that I did did the work, and and she convinced me that I had some sort of talent and stuff like that. And she was, you know, to have someone like that in your corner at that age was just phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. So with my mum and with that one particular teacher, I probably sorted my shit out about just about in time for me for me uh, exams and stuff. But did you do well? Did you do well in your exams? Not really. No. I did a whole lot better than I was expected to, but uh, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't say I, I pulled up any trees. I was blown away. I, the idea that I'd got any kind of qualifications yeah. in school was was amazing to me. Oh. I, I was so, so full of celebration that day. I can't believe. But it was just because I, I'd, I'd written myself up a little bit. A lot of teachers written me off as well. Like, and I uh, just wasn't expected to do anything at all. So, yeah, without, but without someone, you know, having that, having a little bit of faith in you, I think I probably would have. Yeah, somebody fighting your corner. It is, it well, is. <clears throat> I think in education, sometimes boys can kind of slip through the net a bit, especially just like nice boys. They don't, so, you know, so when I was teaching, I tried to try to encourage them. But it is. Yeah, I had, I had a uh, careers teacher, Mr. Warren, and I told him I, I made the mistake. Uh, there, was, there was a kid in front of me called Kevin, uh, Kevin O'Connor, who uh, went in and this uh, careers teacher was like, "What, what, what do you want to do?" Uh, he said that stage, and he said, "I want to be a goalkeeper," and uh, he, he basically got laughed at. He ended, he, ended up be, he ended up being a goalkeeper. No way. <laughs> So not not at a great level, yeah. but certainly enough to get paid. You know what I mean? A pro, a pro so but but encouraged by Kevin O'Connor, when I went in, I said I want to be a journalist, and I'd and I wanted to be a writer. I knew that I wanted to be a writer because I uh, I took typing because I wasn't allowed to take art. I ended up taking typing. Yeah, so I did art. typing as well. But I figured that's what a journalist needs to be able to do: type. So uh, that's what I, you know, I went to do, and I went into the careers teacher. Mr. Warren, I said, I want to be a journalist, I want to be a writer. And I always remember what he said. He said, he said, well, I want to be Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Which, which we all want to be Burt. Well, I want to be Burt. I mean, it's not really compact. Like, you can't be Burt Reynolds. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Burt Reynolds is Burt Reynolds. Also, it's like you, a journalist is an achievable, attainable. It's not like you're going to want to be an astronaut. Like, I just want to be a journalist. I want to be Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Gaskin wants to be a fucking goalkeeper, and you're having to go at me for yeah. kids. But he, um, but he, he said, uh, he said, well, I'll see what I can do. And uh, the next time he'd got me a, a, an application form to become an a- apprentice uh, fitter of gas cookers for uh, for British Gas. Oh. <laughs> so I don't think he had a good, great deal of faith. In no, he sounds like a right ass. I want to be burst. Oh. So final mm. question, which I ask everybody: Are you glad you were a teenager back then? Or do you wish you were a teenager now? Uh, I mean, it, I imagine everybody will be of the same opinion about social media and stuff like that. And everybody will say the same thing about, about uh, you know, that every mistake is recorded and every, every mistake becomes... But I mean, put, put this, my, my 14-year-old arrest would have been... Uh, would have been a that would have been on TikTok. That would have been on TikTok. You walking out going, yeah. Well, yeah. and that'd have been like uploaded to TikTok, or it would have been a hack of you go. You'd be doing a video going, um, "Here's a hack to get free money from the machine." 
putting it in, yeah. pack it, and you'd be like on the new. Yeah, that that. I'd have done my own TikTok walking back through the school dates to uh, to snow in former. That's what I'm. Yeah, and of. I I want a TikTok of the the dog weeing on your teacher's coat while she lies in mud <laughs> crying. <laughs> I'd quite like yeah, to see it's, that. It's an awful. There's there's an awful lot about that that I that I have no no envy for at all. I mean. Partly because it's not it's not just that that stuff that your mistakes are recorded and they become you know back it used to be a myth when we were kids that there was a permanent record well now there is a permanent record yeah. and that just seems really really fair and I don't like the idea of that especially when the age that we're talking about now you are trying to work out who you are it just seems really really uh, a really tough thing to have, have to deal with but there are there are massive pluses as well though about being a being a teen. I like the connectivity that teenagers have now. I've lost contact with an awful lot of people that I wish I hadn't done you know, over the years, and I think that would be that's easier now to not lose that contact, even if it's in a cursory way. Definitely, it, it, there is, and I also find you can find your tribe a bit. So if you were a misfit, you'd have found other misfits, yeah. and you would exactly have known other right, misfits. Yeah. And I, I think that is quite nice connecting with different people. Well, like we connect yeah. with, you know, all the people on this podcast I never would have met unless there was social yeah. media. And our followers, um, you know, you you meet like-minded people and you get to chat about stuff, which I, I really, I love. Yeah. Uh, something occurs to me as well while we're talking, that uh, there's something really good about being a teenager now. And that's that the Mr. Warrens don't have sway. The people, are, you know, the gatekeepers yeah. that, that say to you, you can't do, you can't be. The tools exist for teenagers to say, no, I'll just fucking do it myself. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do, and they do it brilliantly. Um, I think there's a. I've got an awful lot of time for for uh, for today's young people, especially you know they 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 seem very uh, aside from the, their attitude attitudes to social justice and stuff like that, which I think is miles ahead of from from where where we were. Oh, there was nothing. The there was um, there was there. It, it, no, it was terrible. It was terrible. It's much better now. To be gay in our school, even to be black in our school, actually, wouldn't have been any picnic. I mean, talking, you know, late late eighties. There it was. Uh, I can't. I can't imagine having to having to go through school. Uh, you know, having to deal with that. And I think uh, I think kids today seem a lot more switched on about that sort of stuff, which is a, which is a, a good thing. So as much as I wouldn't uh, wouldn't swap. I think I can completely understand why some people who had a harder time at school at that age would definitely, you know, have, have an easier ride and a better time to be uh, to be teenagers in school now. But now I, I wouldn't I wouldn't swap. I quite like the mistakes. You're, you're, you're a product of the mistakes, aren't you? And I quite like the mistakes that uh, that 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 I've made. I don't mind them too much. I don't, I don't think I did anything too too bad, and uh, I quite. I quite like who I am now, so I don't oh, think... Oh, it's, it's like a, it feels like a bit of a self-help, a bit of a therapy session. And you know what? I just like who I am now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love you need to be like at the end of the Breakfast Club where he puts his... <laughs> don't you forget <laughs> you about me. <laughs> As you walk out of the room, don't, don't. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, play that shit at the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, you know I'm going to play. Don't make you feel good. <laughs> or informer, one or the other. Thank you very much for being on the phone box uh, podcast, Matt. And I will speak to you soon. Bless you. Cheers, Em. If you took a shot every time I sang Stefan Dennis, didn't it make you feel good? Um, you'd be a bit tipsy by now. I think he. I think I might be getting a, a letter from his lawyers copyrighting me. <laughs> 
because I sank it so many times. It was so wonderful to speak to Matt and have a little bit of an insight into what a teenage boy's mind was like. Also, Googled, Johnny Ball Reveals All was in fact a show. A strange title for a show, but it was like a science show and he was revealing all through his experiments. Johnny Ball, of course, the dad of Zoe Ball and he was an absolute icon in the 90s on TV. So that was another phone box podcast for you. I will be back again same time next week. Thanks for joining me. I hope I've kept you company on your dog walk, on your couch 5 to K, if you're in the bath or whatever you're doing. Have a wonderful week and I will see you on social media at Brummy Mummy of Two. Bye guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.